The Gospel reading according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came with him. Then he began to speak, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for those for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure at heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will, uh, they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revel you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Please be seated. So our sermon today is uh, a little different than on most Sundays. Uh, we are each going to be giving a sermon, but not a full-size sermon, a little sermonette uh, reflecting on different parts of this past year and our life together. Uh, and I think it's so appropriate this morning that the lectionary had for us in mind um, this passage from Matthew, which is called the Beatitudes, which is the series of blessings. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn, the meek those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the poor and pure in spirit, peacemakers, the persecuted, the reviled, and promises all of them that theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessing is an appropriate theme for this day as we look around this sanctuary and see the many blessings in our lives. The people who are in the pews beside us that we might not normally get to see on a Sunday morning because we come to different services, to hear different groups we might not uh, usually hear, and to hear the stories of the ministries that we all support and take part in in many and various ways. On this theme of blessings, I've been reminded of um, the story from Genesis 12, which is the story of the call of Abram and Sarai. God calls for them to go from their homeland to a new and promised land, and God says to them as they go, I will bless you so that you shall be a blessing. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abram and Sarai, later Abraham and Sarah, Sarah, were blessed by God richly in order that they would be a blessing to others, to all the families of the earth. And so it is with us today. We have been richly blessed in so many ways in order that we might pass that blessing on to others. And it's an imperative. The more we are blessed, the more we should bless others. The more that we have been given, the more we should give ourselves away. It all begins with receiving the free gifts and the blessings of God. It all starts with gratitude for what we have been freely given by God. And then we are moved in our response to share that love and that blessing and that grace with others. And as we think about the last year in our life together, think about all the ways that we have been blessed, all the big ways and small ways, things that, some of the ways that we highlight in our 
annual report, our women's retreat last year, which had 60 women uh, coming to the retreat, and our diaconia graduation with members of our congregation who spent two years deepening their faith and learning so that they could be of greater service to the church. Our staff retreat, which is a, a new tradition for us to gather together to refresh and renew so that we can lead, lead our congregation. Our annual milestones of First Holy Communion, Vacation Bible School, Confirmation. Uh, Pastor Diane presented on her sabbatical, The Dangers of a Single Story. And we hosted Lenten evening retreats. We dedicated the altar for Roland's Glen this summer. We are so richly blessed as a congregation and have been since this congregation was founded in 1753. 264 years of ministry together. God has richly blessed us. And we continue to extend that blessing to pay that blessing forward to others as we go to the commuter rail station and bless people at Ashes to Go or talk about the ways that we live out our faith in our daily lives with our Lenten Faith at Home series. We've dedicated prayer shawls for cancer patients and uh, items that our Project Day group has created for those in need. We've gone on ASP and done a blood drive and hosted our flea market where we give all of those monies away. And for the first time this past year, had a Volunteer Appreciation Sunday to say thank you to all the volunteers, all of you, all that you do here together in our church and out in the world to share God's love and grace with others. We have truly been blessed to be a blessing. And my prayer in the coming year is that we will find new ways to be a blessing to others. As it says in Luke's version of the Beatitudes, to bless the, to bless the poor, to bless those who weep, to bless the hungry, the hated, and the rejected. Um, just recently I was introduced to a really great little small book, uh, the title of which is called Surprise the World by Michael Frost. And he says that our uh, calling in the world is to, among other things, to do these five things. He said, we're called in the world to bless, to eat together, to listen, to learn, and to know that we are sent by God. Bless, eat, listen, learn, and be sent. And he poses these questions at the end of the book, good questions for perhaps us to consider as we look back on the last year and look ahead to our coming year. And these are the questions. He says, whom did I bless this week? Whom did I bless? With whom did I eat this week? With whom did I share the table? What did I hear from the Holy Spirit? What did I learn about Christ? And how did I alert others to the reign, the kingdom of God? Who did I bless? With whom did I eat? What did I hear? What did I learn? And how did I alert others? And how will we together alert others that the kingdom of God has come near? Thank you, Pastor Anderson. Um, it is uh, always a risk to do these things unrehearsed, and so having two pastors at the pulpit I know is an awesome thing, but we will try to be uh, succinct in our reporting. But we are so grateful, as all of he has said, was a tremendously 
um, true. And I am privileged to be able to... Um, now, that's not coming up yet, Ted, so everybody's staring at that. Maybe we should not have that yet because I'm going to say a few things before that. There we go. I noticed everybody was elsewhere. Um, so my our duty was to do half of the year each, and so I'm sort of left in, hanging in July and wanted to say uh, that one of the things that is happening in our congregation is, as I've been here now starting my 12th year, noticing that the ages um, are, we're getting younger as a congregation. Uh, we're doing baptisms, it seems like, um, all the time, which is fabulous, including this morning. And, um, and yet we also have our, our seniors, our, um, our uh, saints of the faith who have kept us together, kept me together when I first came, who are also maturing and having some ailments. And so it's a time for increased um, attentiveness to uh, those who have served this, the church in the past and been so strong are still among us. And so there's just been an, also an unprecedented amount of illness, of um, un, unforeseen uh, cancers, of all kinds of treatments that have hit all age groups. And so while perhaps before Pastor Anderson came, I would have said we hardly had any hospital calls, we hardly had any need for pastoral care. But in the last two and a half years, it has just become extraordinary of all ages that are having different setbacks. And so we have to pull together and support each other even more in this growing time of need within and without, outside of the walls of our church. This was a year I returned to Appalachia Service Project. It's always a blessing, the end of July, and the teenagers came back to report about our Tennessee trip. And uh, this year we thought we wouldn't be able to have an Appalachia trip maybe going this summer because the, the numbers had dwindled. And then we came right back with four teams, the biggest group we've had for a while again, and so the, the, we have rallied, and we're going to go again. Always a blessing for our youth and our congregation. Uh, Dottie Long has been busy taking us out in the summer to see the Mormon Temple down in Philadelphia. We are a church that loves to be invested in our neighbor's faith and interfaith relationships, so we went to that, and now it will be locked out. We won't be able to see it anymore. Hospitality Network hosted... Uh, many people, and thanks to the Joyce's and others who slept in the church to make sure others had a place to stay. Um, Rally Day, again, was outside in Rollins Glen, where we did dedicate on the last Sunday of, um, of uh, September the new stone that will identify Rollins Glen, and pretty soon that walkway that you have bought bricks for will be go going back there to keep on enhancing our outdoor services. Uh, and we're so thankful for uh, Ruth Hare, who came and gave the history of the church. New members have said, we don't know the history here, and so we're going to do more and more trying to bring you up to date on our 250-some years of history. Uh, we've had guest speakers this year. Um, Reverend Bill Miller came. We had healing service. Uh, first time ever, our diaconia students, Linda Breckenridge being one, who said, we need to have a healing service, and I'd like to design one, which she did. And we had that the first week of October. And then uh, Tom Hanko is also in my diaconia class. Uh, many pastors taught over the two-year period, but he wanted to do a Veterans Day service celebration, which we had for the first time here since I've been here. And thanks be to God for such enterprising uh, members and uh, worship planners. Uh, new members have continued to join, and also we're having a hard time finding times we can all get together. This congregation is so busy between sports and kids and activities and uh, programs, we, uh, we have a hard time getting together. So to see you all here today shows it's possible. We can still do it, and we need to be together. 
we had our Alzheimer's fundraiser again in October with Andrew and Perry. Uh, and then meal packaging continued, always the outreach. We have Shirley uh, Kiter, our music director of 11 years, uh, gave her resignation this year, which causes a whole new uh, sequence of um, searching and, and analysis internally. So that's why we need your worship surveys. We are interviewing now. And we're so glad Kirsten Olson has been helping us in all this time. And uh, not many of you see her if you weren't at 1030. So this lovely blonde that's directing is helping us. Kirsten is a, a veteran in music ministry and, um, and has done a great job. So uh, we thank her for being on board for these moments of time and to the future. And we also have, um, let's see, what else was I going to say before my time? Well, I just want to say the end of the year, we are able to give away through Social Ministry Fund all kinds of funds from the, the line item in your um, offering envelope that says Social Ministries, which is uh, always very huge. And all that money must go outside of the church. Uh, we had um, the blessing of being able to dispense those monies. And I will just show you, we hear a lot about Chosen 300 and some of these other ministries, but some people have said, I don't think we do enough giving you know, locally. We only give away some global money, but I said, well, let's look at what we're doing locally. So now, Tad, comes to, the slides can come forward. And, uh, and just to show you a few things, um, $500 was given to Silver Springs, which is a teenage um, assistance for students who are um, challenged emotionally and behaviorally. And it's right next, just down the road from us. And our teenagers are going to hopefully work with them this year. And uh, Cranolith is um, a space for people who are uh, trying to contemplate and transform themselves and society. The next one is, next slide would be uh, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Sunday. We have, um, we've had lots of need in this area, and so $1,000 was given to the Lutheran Refugee and Immigration uh, branch of our, our ELCA. And Lutheran Disaster Response is necessary. An extra 1000 went to those who are ravaged by fires and hurricanes and flooding. Okay, another, we have a Chinese ministry here with Clifford Liu for years and years, $2,000 will go to his outreach in China and expanding into Italy and other places where Chinese uh, people are moving and doing business, and so he is our best uh, worldwide evangelist that I know, and Carson Valley is, uh, we have one of our members working there for high school age uh, teenagers who are um, in need of extra uh, tutoring and success in their lives, and so uh, we have given them $1,000. Our next one is um, United for Her, committed to helping women who are diagnosed with breast cancer navigate their way uh, through therapies and other things and support them. So this is a growing need, of course, sadly, that we do have so much breast cancer. Carson Valley got a double header. We didn't really give the second 2000 there. It just was listed twice. We even think of God's creatures in our giving, and so Pact for Animals is given to champion the... Um, the animal bond, and this is given, I got the cross right in the middle of my, here we go, that's a good idea though, uh, for military personnel placing their pets in foster homes temporarily while they are um, waiting to be reunited. And so that's kind of a unique way of doing animal ministry. And then Hope for us. this has been a really, 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 really local Ambler project. Emily Jeske's not here today, but she has championed the, um, the opportunity for families who, who move from Hope Gardens, which we have been part of for so long, when they are a little more independent, they can move to Hope Forest. Uh, a, local, a church, the Presbyterian Church here, bought this in Ambler with $300,000 and needed uh, other churches to redo, renew and renovate. And so the garage was done by our guys here, Bob Topper, Chris Couch, Tim Joyce, and Mike Servey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been working the last three, work, three weeks to get 
the house finished and ready. We had a request for windows. Emily wanted to tell me for the windows, this congregation caught off guard, once again asked for money. We needed $640 to put windows in the garage. The congregation donated within a week or two $665, and the windows were covered. Thanks be to God. What a privilege to serve all of you, and thanks for all of the energy that is in this place to make a difference in our world. We're on a journey, and we're going to sing that song next, which was commissioned by us uh, to Ken Miedema, a songwriter, and the words are specifically our ministries, our work in the world, and we are on a journey together, multiple faceted journey of serving God and all the people, brothers and sisters around the world. Thank you. (laughs) 